Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Course Podcast. Are you freaking about out about your divorce? Well, we've got five amazing tips that you can hang on to that mum is going to talk you through today so that you feel less freaked out about what's going on currently. Because let's face it, mum, everybody goes through a freak out moment during their divorce. At least one. Yeah. So well, <laughs> welcome, mum, and thank you for sharing your wisdom. And now you've told me these are the kind of pep talks and little calm down chats you have with your clients, basically. Yes, yes. The things yeah. that I think people need to hear, and so it'll mm. be good if our people, our listeners, can learn, can remember them and dredge them up when they're having a a panic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So put save this episode for when you're feeling like you're going to freak out, and you can re-listen to it later, and it might help you. Or share it with someone. Or share it, that's right. Let's just go straight in, Mm Mum. The first one, point number one, and we are mindful that there are people who are listening that have ex-partners who are female as well, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's number one, he's not that special. He's special, but he or she is not that special. What what do you mean by this? He's special, but not that special. And that is whilst you think your partner, your ex-partner is doing stuff that's just so awful and you're sure that it's the first time anyone's ever done this in the family court, I've got news for you. (laughs) The court's (laughs) been going for, I think, 47 years um, and everything that can be tried on has been tried on and the court has worked out ways to deal with those. So no matter how revolting your ex is, we will get through it um, and you can get through it uh, and don't be surprised. Um, So if you've got an avoidant ex who we've Mm. talked about before where they just don't do anything, don't freak out, the court's dealt with these people We have ways, yep, we all have ways. If you've got a super high conflict person that we've talked about before, Mm -hmm. don't worry, the court's got ways. Mm -hmm. High manipulative and controlling the court's got ways. Yes. So so give me some examples, Mum. Have there been times where the court's gone, oh, sorry, put you on the spot? You have. <laughs> you have, really. <laughs> give me an example where the court's gone, wait, we don't know how to deal with I'd this. Wait. And so they've changed some stuff. Uh, I don't think we've changed laws so much, but I do uh, remember sometimes going to court with a really unusual um, set of uh shall we say, submissions to make, and the court Mm. looks and listens, usually reserves judgment, comes back and goes, oh, yes, you can do that. So Mm. um, I'm thinking, for example, of one where uh, someone was pursuing someone for child support through the courts and Mm. there'd been several judges, several lawyers involved, Mm. and then uh, I looked at it and said, you know, Hang on, this should this should be with the child support agency. Made the submission to the judge, uh, and he goes, "Oh, you might be right." <laughs> so <laughs> went away and had a look, and we were. But you know, the mm. client was being dragged through the hedge backwards. In this case, it was a male client. He was really being pressured. Um, but mm. you know, the only failing sometimes is that lawyers don't remember that the court has ways to deal with these things. So yes, mm. so that was just dismissed straight away once once the okay. judge had thought about it yeah 
So there's systems in place. Yep. You think your ex might be super special or super nasty or super avoidant or super or clever, super clever. clever. Some people go, oh, you don't know court. how clever he is. Well, you know, those yep. lawyers, uh, judges don't get up there by being stupid. <laughs> mm. So, you mm. know, they're the, bra- the brains in the and room. That- and they have changed the way you divorce, like the paperwork, didn't you say? Yeah. That in the old days you had to have a reason. Oh, that was, now, yeah, that was before the Family Law Act came around. So in, in the yeah. old days under the Matrimonial Causes Act of 1939, <laughs> um, which was before my time, of course, uh, yes, you had to prove desertion or cruelty or adultery, which is where you see those movies where they have cameramen sneak in and take a photo of them in bed with someone else to get their divorce. So now in, in Australia... The only grounds for divorce is separated for 12 months. Um, mm-hmm. oh, the marriage is broken down irretrievably and the only way you can prove it is separated for 12 months. So I always say if your ex really um, puts everything in front of the, of the court as a way of obstruction, you will get divorced and you will get your outcome. You know. Yeah, and that leads us into yeah. number two. Yes. Point number two was you don't actually need your other, your, the ex-partner to do anything. Mm. You can do everything. The court will do everything and you can get to the end goal even if they shut their eyes and scream and kick them away. Yep, shut their eyes, fold their arms and turn their back on you. You can still yep. get your divorce. Um, we don't need, well, people are using joint divorces a lot now, but if you've got one of those um, special exes, uh, maybe you want to do the divorce yourself. So you become the applicant and the court has ways to deal with um, any non-cooperation from the other side and you'll come out and you will have taken your divorce. You're not having to be given a divorce by your ex. Same with every other process in the court. There's opportunities there if he doesn't engage uh, for the court to make orders by default or in their absence. So so that's children's orders and property and orders. Property if, they orders just, yeah. if they're super difficult and you're freaking out thinking, oh, my goodness, like you were saying, Mum, mm. this is... 2022 uh if you're listening to that now this is the next year and i still haven't got my final orders i still haven't sorted out you know how the kids are going to go on for it's like that that can be really soul destroying to someone thinking who got themselves through last year going i've just got to get this done and i'll be finished by the year and next year i'll be able to live my life it's just like covid (laughs) yeah (laughs) up again Damn it. Damn it. So, yeah. so, so basically, you know, it can be really disheartening and you could have a freak out when you're like, okay, it's, it's next year. Why is this not Still over? On the it's round never about, going to be over. Yes. Do you have clients saying this is never going uh, to end? Yes. Yes. So we, yeah. we, we workshop that ways for that to, to um, not be so bad for them. I mean, it will end. The court will end it. That's the only guarantee you've, you've absolutely got. The court will make an order. And it will mm. divide your property or it will make an arrangement for the kids. It's just hanging on until you get to that stage sometimes and, for people, yeah. And also for people that aren't in the courts, maybe they're frustrated because it's not ending because they haven't done anything. You know, like that's another thing. If you haven't actually proactively gone out to do it, which we'll be talking about mm. in a minute as well, you know, that can be really frustrating and it's time to just go, you know what, we're going to get this done. And now, Mum, you've also talked in the past about the practice manage the new the new family court uh, practice yeah, practice practice directions yes so and their goal is what uh, uh, the fast or the the quick and mm-hmm. the cost effective resolution of disputes so people can get on 
with their lives. Okay. And so they're so very focused. It is, it's wonderful. And I'm mm. seeing it in the court. It's only been, it only came in in September 2021. And at the time of this recording, it's February 2022. But we're already seeing a change in the way that the court is dealing with stuff. Um, they're putting a big emphasis on early intervention, a big emphasis on mediation. Uh, but that point you made before where people don't go to court and then they complain mm. court took so long. And in your mind, like as the person who's left, I get it, it was from the day you walked out, it's been three years or whatever. But actually um, it's taking that, we, we our course talks all about trying to get a media, uh, agreement or a mediation and get your orders by consent. Once you've done all that, then and they fit perfectly with the new practice direction. Try really hard to get a, an agreement. Um, once you've done that, then if you file your court proceedings, then the court is getting quicker at getting them to a conclusion. So you should be before a judge within a couple of months and that focuses everyone's mind and then you might have mm. more compulsory mediation. So the, the hope of the court and the hope of us is that the court will be much quicker um, mm. now and and cost effective rather than dragging it out because so if yeah. you're sitting in the car having a bit of a cry mm. um, going this is never going to end or this isn't over um, be reassured the courts change their approach and their main aim is to get things mm. sorted mm. as soon as possible mm. in the best and easiest way so that's that's something to help you if you're struggling right now I, I think Thanks, it's been their goal their stated goal for a long time but I think the mm. new guidelines seem to make that happen so it's like once you get in the court you've got your ex in a tractor beam <laughs> and they're being drawn in whether they want that's right and, and whether they want it or not then towards yeah. the end so you know yeah. that's a very um, yeah positive thing you can do and some people think going to court when they hear about court costs of hundreds of thousands god help them um they think you've got to pay that up front before you can put a document in the court but that's not the case uh, so once you've tried your mediations you you get your documents in and we you know you can do them yourself or get, get a lawyer mm -hmm. to help you um it, that's only a few thousand dollars to start i know it's only but at least it gets the ball rolling and if, well, you, if do you do it, it yourself, yourself you just it's about a thousand that's right mm. and if you're on centrelink um you, your filing fee is i think zero or at least a hardship fees close so, to zero close to yeah. zero yeah so that's that's a way you can take control and get get the ball rolling yes the and judge's like aim, say, mm, yeah and the judge's aim yeah it's just to get it off his his or her desk <laughs> so they just want to finish it and yes. so that's yeah. two of you wanting to finish it do you know everybody wants to no, finish it maybe, maybe not you that's right yeah. but you, you're getting you know you, if you go to court you're on team get it finished you know. Many hands make light work. Uh -huh. So um, the other, that leads me kind of down. So if you're freaking out, oh, my God, he's going to take me to court or she's going to take me to court and court is like in the movies and theatre, it just seems like you, you only go there if you're super rich um, and you've got a uh, team of lawyers like Mr Burns. And dramatic um, arm wavings yes. and, you know. But it, you can go and represent yourself. You can go in there and the judges are used to it, aren't they, yes. Mum? They know there are people that can't afford lawyers yep. and you're you're still offered a duty lawyer most times, aren't you, Mum? You are. You are. Yeah. And, uh, and the, they do it for free for you. They do. They, they may not the do day. the talking. So, yep. But you can write yourself out a little script and we talk mm -hmm. about that and just prepare yourself and do it. I mean, you're, you're smart people. 
You know, this mm-hmm. generation yep. are smart. Uh, it's easy to get the information about what you need from our podcast or our course or yep. whatever, yep. and you just go Read in the, and do it. And we know people, website. Laura, who've been doing it. And, oh, and yeah. And I love- We've had people writing in who listen to this podcast, <laughs> hey, Mum, that have said, I've done this, I've done this, I'm self-representing on this, because it, it, mm. it is, it, even though it initially is intimidating, mm. You get used to it, and I think these people have now realised, okay, I can, can take control of this. The threat of court doesn't have to see dollar signs and freak out. You can just go, okay, take it one step at a time. Yep. How can we get through this? What's the next thing I have to do? What's the next thing I have to do? Perfect. And the beauty of court doing all that kind of paperwork stuff mm-hmm. is usually if you're the one who's initiating, there's no deadline. It's like an assignment. Yep. It might take you two weeks. It might take you a month, but just have a little go at it and keep working through it. And on the day of court, just go in and give it your best shot. That's and right. the judges are extra nice to you because you're not represented by a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're very tolerant. If you've made a goof up and, and you know, your normal job is a teacher or an engineer or whatever, you, or you stay at home mum. Not a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're very, very kind to you really. And Isn't there you. a rule that they have to be extra understanding there, because of that? There are guidelines they have to follow, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's get on to number three. Okay. And this is for people who are freaking out because they've gotten a threatening email, a threatening text, and we're not talking about domestic violence. No. We're talking about, and that's a completely different thing, mm. and if you're getting threatening texts or threatening emails that about your personal safety, you go straight to the police, give them yep. a call, uh, 1-800-RESPECT, reach out, get some help. Yep. But if we're talking about threats where they say, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, I'm going to file this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to take the kids, I'm going to do this or whatever, mum, mm-hmm. your point for number three was their threats don't always end in reality. Yep, cheer up. It might not happen. If they've been, particularly if they've been controlling through the relationship, they know um, they like to say things that make you upset and that mm. cause you stress. So um, usually they don't turn into anything, and particularly because the court's got so many what they call pre-action procedures. So before you file, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this. And sometimes they just fire off these, we're going to take you to court, we're going to do this. It doesn't make it true and it doesn't mean it will happen. Uh, so it's not reality no, until it happens. It's just their, yeah. their posture, their posing. So, yeah, and it, so uh, it's not till it happens. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But I understand to all our listeners, if you have a controlling and a manipulative yeah. or high conflict, it can be a trigger yeah. because you're not fighting at home. You've obviously separated. But if there's a threat or a trigger and it might make you immediately think, okay, I'll give in, I'll, I'll do exactly, which yeah. might not be in your best interest or the child's best interest because you're afraid of... Of something that hasn't happened yet it is a really important time to remind yourself that threats don't end in reality Not. and worry about that mm. if it happens if it happens so two points there one is there's an old saying that a, a coward and uh, dies a thousand deaths but a brave person only once so there's Mom, that you used to say that to me my whole life <laughs> um, <laughs> before swimming carnivals <laughs> did i yeah, I'm and you're like Laura. The cow dies a hundred deaths, but it's true. A, a thousand true. deaths. Yep, and, a thousand and deaths. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that's one. And the other thing is that if they've been throughout the relationship, like 
saying they're going to do this, saying they're going to do that, and you're normally reacting. Um, you've got to get out of that pattern. They're just doing mm. the same thing. And they might have it's an unscrupulous lawyer doing the same thing, yes. And so you have to, you can't control them. You've just got to control your reactions to it. And sometimes it might be a good idea to go back and have a look at other threats you've received in the past. Yes. And say, did anything happen from that? Yep. Did they follow up on that? And if the answer is no, then it's probably a good indication. It is a pattern of behaviour mm. and it's a, it's, a, it's a way they're trying to maybe freak you out <laughs> absolutely and the same goes for their urgency oh we want your response by 4 p.m on the 7th or 6 p. their their urgency is, is that? yeah that's right and yeah. i mean sometimes there might be a reason where you need to go and get some quick legal advice if you haven't already got it uh, for instance if there's company stuff involved but generally their urgency and their demands aren't necessarily your urgency and your no. demands so unless so, there's a cutoff date for a court document or something for responding mm-hmm. totally get that that's like but an assignment say, <laughs> yeah if they say you must get back to me by 5 p.m on friday next week you can go, go yeah. or else <laughs> or what what's, or <laughs> yeah. what? what's your so, so you know laura it's hard to remember stuff that's happened since separation. Um, in those mm. early stages, you're just so you're trying to feed the kids, get the kids to school, to bed, do look after the house, probably move, deal with all this. Like it's a blur and it's all new. Mm. And you might mm. forget some of those threats that um, you won't forget how they make you feel, but that mm. you might forget some actual threats. So here's a tip. If you've got someone on the other side who tends to make all these threats, get a book, rule a line down. I'm talking about, and it's good to handwrite it in a notebook because you, you've, it apparently Physical affects memory. your brain. Yeah. Um, and write down date in one side and the threat and the outcome. And if you do mm. that, you know, date he and he threatened this and did he do it? No. And then that mm. will give you something concrete to look back at and go, you know what, this because the odds are <laughs> that this isn't going to be, nothing's going to happen on this one either. And I think I think that's the there is a big uh, emphasis in the dramatic breakups where people they, they, that's what they can threaten court threaten court yeah. I'm going to do court I'm going to take you so to if court. someone thre- I'm going to take you to court so mum ex- explain the process to anyone who's freaking out they're going to take me to court what is the process the first couple of steps that 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 taking to court actually means well they have to show that they they have to write you a letter invite you to mediation, unless it's urgent, okay? They have mm-hmm. to have um, proper sharing of documents to, if it's a property matter, and then usually there'll be a mediation um, and or counselling. And that's before you can file for children's matters. And with property matters, they want you to have had the same thing. And if you get to court and you haven't had it, guess what? It, so going to court is just really filing about probably 15 pages of documents. That's all it is, right? And some of them are cover pages. So it's an application, a little affidavit, and uh, maybe a financial statement. So that's going to court, getting that in the court, paying your filing fee. That's it. And then if if they do that after they've done all their, you know, mediation offers, letters, negotiations, Mm -hmm. you get to court. So you have to sit through family mediation and do do that as well. You do, for children's stuff and for property if they don't 
um, the court would be very critical of them and probably send them straight back to mediation. And even if you've done it all, and remember our convincing the unconvincible when your mediation fails, you think, oh, well, you go to court and you go, well, Your Honour, the mediation failed, and the judge will go, oh, really? Well, let's try this one. And he sends you off to someone else. So, uh, you know. It just, so going to court is really a lot of hard work. It's a little step, um, but and, it's a step. And, but it, it's something you ha- they have to be very organised and determined. So don't freak out and think, oh, my goodness, I'm going to go to court because really um, what's the date between filing and actually a final trial, Mum? Oh, I think it's much less than it used to be. So I can't say for sure because, as I said, mm. it only started in September, but they're aiming uh, with it between six to 12 months. Do you know, yeah. if someone files in the court, they had better want the matter to end because that's what the whole pressure and focus is going to be. So if you've mm. got an ex who loves fighting, they're probably not going to go to court because mm. it's going because to then lose they can't it. keep That's right. Because <laughs> once you have your court orders, it's set in concrete in pro- and that property. you can't fight about things. In yeah. property. Well, children's yeah. matters, not so much. Uh, you mm. have interim children's, but your final children's orders are final unless there's been a change in circumstances. And we talk about that case, Rice and Aspen. It has to be a big change. And we've done that. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. talk to okay. a lawyer first. Yeah. So don't freak out. The threats don't necessarily ever end in reality and don't let them spook you. No. You know, do what you think is best for you. Do what you think is just and right. Follow the law and protect your interests and mm-hmm. don't let them bully you into doing things because they're going to take you to court. Yeah. Go and see a lawyer. Yep. yep. And, yep. and get that advice. So number four, you've said be preact- proactive, proactive, not reactive. Yep, yep. So if you're buffeted by emails from them and uh, or you might ask them something, him something in an email and and you just know he's going to say no and then he says no and you go, uh-huh, you know, um, <laughs> just takes all of the wind out of your sails. So instead of that, what I do with my clients and, and what I think you should do, if you need to write a letter, say, will you sign these documents so um, my child can, our child can go to this school, right? Mm. When you're sending it, think, okay, I'm going to have plan A and plan B. If he doesn't send it back, or if he does send it back, that's plan A, that's good. If he doesn't send it back by such and such a date um, and put that date in your letter, then you, the minute it that day is over and you go, okay, well, I'm on to, and you have a plan B so that you don't do the uh, in the middle because I find that can slow everything down by weeks while you work out Mm. what to do. And also if you know what your plan B is going to be, you can put that at the bottom of the letter as a consequence. Ah, so <laughs> not, you can say, and trick. if you don't do yes. whatever, yeah. this is my next step that I'll yeah. be taking. And, and I'll do it. And and sometimes if people, uh, when I'm writing and they might not believe me, um, I would say to you, or and I do it myself, I draft the document up and attach it to the letter and say, if I don't hear from you, this is the application I'll be filing. And then you are able to do it the minute, you know, that deadline. And so, so when you want to uh, do something, say you you need to write a letter um, to get them to, say, sign up for a school or something or sign this document so our child can go on an excursion, um, 
have a, a date and a time by which you expect an answer. And, and if they answer, that's good. That's your plan A. Okay. And you know what you're going to do. If you get that back, you're going to take the steps to send little Johnny on an excursion. But you also should have a plan B because if, if not, when he, when they, you don't get an answer back or you get an answer back saying no, it's like, so or even before that, yeah. it's, it's when you send the letter, you spend the whole week freaking Anxious. out that they're not going to send you're the right. results. Yep. You're, you're like, oh my right. God, they're not going to respond. What am I going to do if they don't respond? So to eliminate that, what am I going to do if they, yeah, that's true. You have that plan already. That's that right. right. So you have an either or plan so that, so that you're confident that you're moving your case forward whether they do one thing or nothing or whatever. Okay, yeah, so, so you send the letter. I send the letter Johnny. and you say, well, it's up to them. If I get it back, well and good. If I don't get it back, then I've got this plan to make it happen, yeah. which is generally a court um, event or um, something, you know. Mediation yeah, or, or you another might. letter. You have a second letter ready to go. That's right, yeah. Or yeah. you have a document ready to file. So you And you don't give your power, your life back to that person then. You're, you're keeping power and keeping your control. Um, because every time you ask a question or you need something from a controlling or manipulative uh, person, they're like, yes, yay. I can use this and freak them out or make them stressed yeah. or that's that 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 story we hear so much from all of these women and men that are dealing with this they're quite happy to write you letters and demand things all the time but if you ask them something hmm. it's like and it's like oh I've got something to control them with and yes. like, I can make them freak out so definitely have that second plan like mum yep. said that's a great it's powerful that's a great it idea. gives you power and it means you're not left in limbo and in the hands of someone who doesn't have your best interests at heart now, yeah. I think being proactive and not reactive also, I think, correctly if I'm wrong, comes into play with just the whole divorce process in general. Yep, it does. Yeah? Yeah. So what, what would you, how would you describe someone being proactive in the divorce process and settlement process? And settlement process. Um, I think you need to find out what you want. Go and see that lawyer. Set your goalposts. Set out the steps. It's like any other project. What do I have to do to get this done? And what's my goal? What's yeah. my goal? What am I? What do I have to do to get it done? Okay, I have to get the house valued. Okay, I'll write and ask him if he agrees to get the house valued. But I've got Plan B. If he doesn't want the house valued, then I will do this, or I will get three real estate agents to look at it from the road, or I will talk to the agent we bought it from. So you've got your plan. Mm. Then move on to whatever the next step is. Okay, I need mm. to go to, um, I'm going to get orders in the court. Um, I need to serve him. Oh, he might not let me serve him. If I send it by post, if I'm you're getting a divorce, I send it by post, he might not acknowledge, me, acknowledge it. But that's all right, because I'll use this person to deliver them to him 28 days before the divorce. So Everything you do, you've got your plan A and plan B. And and like mm. I said, or like we said, if if he is completely uncooperative or she is completely uncooperative, you can get your way through the process, um, but you mm. can't reach agreement without them. Mm. But, you know, you can set everything up ready for court and ultimately mm-hmm. for mediations. And if you're happy with the way you are living right now and you're happy with everything, then don't do anything. But if you're unhappy with it, don't sit there waiting for them to do it because it might not happen. Do you know our busiest time of the year was always in late January, early February? where people, I think that date clicking over, yet another Mm. Christmas and I still haven't sorted out things with him or her um, means people get up and do stuff. And and 
once you start, you can get it to an end, but you've got to make up your mind to start and have a plan. It's like anything else. Just have a plan mm. and, and make it your case. You're not um, you're not putting it in their hands to release you from this situation. You're, you're, you're taking control. It's my life. That song. It's like <laughs> now or never. Okay. And lastly, <laughs> Mum. My fight song. <laughs> listen, yeah. Number five. It's always a good idea to have a good song. It is. Um, number five, especially if you're freaking out, have that song that really gives you that motivation, that confidence, just build you back up again and listen to it in the car on louds, loud, 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 and just build your confidence back up. And something about songs, it, not everyone's a music yeah. person, but it does tend to sometimes lift you. And I know you had Shearer dolls everywhere, the <laughs> 80s yeah. child. Yes. And you know what I had? I had a little lion. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's so just, just like a yeah, little it, token. Surround yourself with um, motivation and mm. remind yourself, oh, I'm starting to freak out. What are some techniques I can use to help yes. myself? And what do I have to remember? As well as reality checking by listening to this, you know, yeah. what can I do to calm myself down? Yeah. Yeah. The last one, Mum, and I think this is the most important, the one that you tell people is mm. live your life focus forwards yep what do you mean Just by that it. get on with your life um i've had people say oh should i have a baby i want to have a baby but i want to wait until after the divorce or we want to get married we have to wait till after the divorce for that but you know um or um i'm thinking of studying for uni but i'm waiting till this is over you know i, I hear stories of people saying that the court case is taking all of their time i don't see how that can possibly be i think Keep it in its box, the the drama of it in a little frame of time and the rest of the time you live your best life because, you know, who knows how long we've got left. Uh, mm, and and you're true. out, you've gone to all this trouble to free yourself from living in that environment. Now get out and enjoy it, starting now. Start now. And it will give you the mental strength to, to move forward, you know. Yeah, and, and I won't think, give them you any know, satisfaction by you moping. If you mope around, they'll love it. <laughs> and and yeah, giving them power over your life after you've made the decision to finally leave from all that. Mm. It you know it it, it kind of counterintuitive. It like you, I don't you think it's giving the power. It's 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 you've allowing. left, but you still haven't reclaimed all of your power. Yeah, and, mm. and you know they take those people who who want to control. They take some re-education as well. They've mm. got to learn that they can't tell you what to do. And I think, you know, especially living your life and focus forwards with if you've got kids, yes. you know, um, it, it it's not going to help your children if you're spending all your time thinking about and talking about the past and maybe your old house or, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's not going to help them move forward. No. So you've got to try and show them, oh, look at um, you know, yes, you live in two houses, but Isn't look, that look great? at this. We get to do this or, yeah. you know, you get two Christmases yeah. or focusing on the positives and focusing forwards. And, and the one thing that I've learned is what you focus on grows. Yeah. So if you want to sit there and focus on all the negative and the, and the drama or whatever you're going mm -hmm. through and the freaking out, that's going to grow. Like a little black or, cloud on your head. Yeah. Or focus on the possibilities, like you always say, Mum, for people that are sad about selling their home, go and look at some homes and focus mm. on the future take the kids with you to look at them and get them excited yeah. and you know that kind of Do you know that kind of vibe i always remember this like um kids remember things from about three on mm. and 
then they're, they're really sort of switched on from about five. By the time they're 13 or 14, their focus is away from you and they're looking at their friends. So their childhood is so short. Mm. And their childhood is the time that you have them is probably seven or eight years where they're it's their formative years and that they actually still want to go out with you. They're not embarrassed if you turn up. Um, they want to read a story they, with yeah, you. They want you. And and if you're if you spend those years or even four years, so half their time, that's what I think. It's I think you've only got about eight years of mm. really um fun times with the kids before they turn How into teenagers. How dare you, mother? We still have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but your childhood. But yes, but your I know. Childhood, I'm not a kid anymore. Anymore. That's true. Think, If you talk about, like, our listeners, when you say when I was a kid, you really mm. mean between probably grade one primary and school. high school. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, what, seven or eight years. If you spend four years fighting this, then half their childhood's tainted by this if you don't keep it in its box. So live your life. Yeah keep it in its box it's just it's not something happening to you it's it's just something that's it's happening change. yeah it's, it's change. change and you're moving forward and we're all and testimony I think, that you can get through it and it's great on the other side yeah. there's a reason and you I, split yeah. up yeah and yeah. and mum I think you're right and you know we we decided to do this episode because you know we can give you lots of mm. help and mum can give you lots of tips uh, but the one thing that seems to get in everybody's way is this this sense of hopelessness and and freaking yeah. out and and sometimes especially at the beginning of the year oh my god we've just gotten to 2022 and it's still happening still so it's really good remind yourself they're special they're not that special <laughs> the court has seen it all uh you don't need them to do anything you can get all this done without them they will literally be dragged the whole way through uh it just might take a bit longer yep um their threats don't always end up in reality, so don't freak out about threats until they happen. Um, and that's, of course, a DV. You go straight to the police, Absolutely. call one eight hundred respect. That's Take a different them seriously kind of threat. With DV. Yeah. Um, be proactive, not reactive. It's your life. It's at your control. Make a plan when you ask for something. Have your backup plan. Don't sit there going, "Oh, what if they don't? What if they don't?" Have your backup plan and mm. know what if they don't, and you'll feel so much better in yourself. Yeah. And live your life and focus forwards. Yes. And I know this isn't a psychologist podcast, it's not. but mum, you do find a lot of times that if this stuff gets in the way, your clients maybe don't have a clear head to make decisions and focus on working. Um, it's harder for them. You so, say, mm. so, uh, you know, when you're feeling really down and, uh, you know, one lady said to me once, well, every time I get a letter <laughs> from your firm, I can't open it. I thought, Oh my God. So um, <laughs> go to counseling. I always try to write something nice in the headlines and, uh, in, the subject line now great news or <laughs> surprise yes yeah. a chocolate and We're getting the stuff. but yeah. yes so you need to have yourself strong if you're going to still have this lovely life with your children manage to keep this thing in its box but deal with it you know mm. um you might need the help of a psychologist you may even need to think about whether your doctor if your doctor recommends something to take during this process don't be uh, embarrassed you know, mm. uh, you've got mm-hmm. to be your best self as you go through this and then you'll get your best outcome. 
Yay. And then hopefully you won't need to listen to this podcast anymore and you can live your beautiful life. <laughs> yeah. I'll be sick of us. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm sorry, Mum, I made it a non-legally legal one, but I thought that was necessary because we're getting so many messages from people that are freaking out. Feeling so stuck. we send our love to yes. everyone who listens and we really wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Mum, for sharing that. No worries. Thanks, Laura. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.